situation. Even in our own Navy, Admiral Secretaries are powerful people, with the rank of Captain or above, and a probable knighthood as part of the deal. As a sweetener, Montague casually mentioned that he did believe the King would come in. This was pretty rich, coming from a man who had been secretly corresponding with the stewards in exile for years with a view to bringing about their return. Pepys didn't immediately jump at this chance. Perhaps he was worried about leaving his wife, who was certainly far from happy about being left by him. They talked about it for a couple of hours in bed that night. In the end, it seems, typically, to have been the possibilities of fiddling some cash that helped to persuade him. An old seaman told him how he could put in for the salaries of a big staff and employ a small one, paying them what he felt like. In the end, the valuable thing about this posting, which turned out to be a voyage to collect the king from exile in Holland, was what it did to his self-esteem and his self-importance. He was getting official letters addressed to S. Pepys, Esquire, and a lot of respect from the old sea-dogs of the fleet. Even the Royal Duke of Norfolk addressed him by name. When the restored king was landed at Dover to popular acclaim, he was on his way to power. And so was S. Pepys, Esquire. The Restoration Voyage 6th of March, 1660, Shrove Tuesday I called Mr. Shepley, and we both went up to my Lord Montague's lodgings at Mr. Crewe's, where he bade us to go home again and get a fire against an hour after, which we did at Whitehall, whither my Lord came, and after talking with him and me about his going to sea, he called me by myself to go along with him into the garden, where he asked me how things were with me, and asked me whether I could, without too much inconvenience, go to see as his secretary, and bid me think of it. He also began to talk of things of state, and told me that he should want one in that capacity at sea that he might trust in, and therefore he would have me to go. He told me also that he did believe the king would come in, and did discourse with me about it, and about the affection of the people and city, at which I was full glad. My lord told me, that there was great endeavours to bring in the protector again, but he told me too that he did believe it would not last long if he were brought in. No, nor the king neither, though he seems to think that he will come in, unless he carry himself very soberly and well. Everybody now drinks the king's health without any fear, whereas before it was very private that a man dared do it. My mind, I must needs remember, has been very much eased and joyed at my lord's great expressions of kindness this day, and in discourse thereupon, my wife and I lay awake an hour or two in our bed. 8th of March, 1660 To Westminster Hall, where there was a general damp over men's minds and faces upon some of the officers of the army, being about making a remonstrance against Charles Stuart or any single person. But at noon it was told that General Monk had put a stop to it, so all was well again. This afternoon, some of the officers of the army and some of the Parliament had a conference at Whitehall to make all right again, but I know not what is done. This noon I met at the Dog Tavern Captain Philip Holland, with whom I advised how to make some advantage of my lord's going to sea, which he told me might be by having of five or six servants entered on board, 
and I to give them what wages I pleased, and so their pay to be mine. He was also very urgent to have me take the secretary's place that my lord did proffer me. 9th of March, 1660 To my lord at his lodging, and came to Westminster with him in the coach with Mr. Dudley with him, and he in the painted chamber walked a good while, and I telling him that I was willing and ready to go with him to see, he agreed that I should. Home and to bed. All night troubled in my thoughts how to order my business upon this great change with me, that I could not sleep, and being overheated with drink, I made a promise the next morning to drink no strong drink this week, for I find that it makes me sweat and puts me quite out of order. 10th of March, 1660 In the morning went to my father's, whom I took in his cutting-house, and there I told him my resolution to go to sea with my lord, and consulted with him how to dispose of my wife, and we resolved of letting her be at Mr. Bowyer's. Thence to the treasurer of the navy, where I received five hundred pounds for my lord, and having left two hundred pounds of it with Mr. Wallinson at his house for Shepley, my lord's steward, I went with the rest to the Sun Tavern on Fish Street Hill, where Mr. Hill, Stevens, and Mr. Hayter, clerks of the Navy Office, had invited me, where we had good discourse and a fine breakfast of Mr. Hayter. Then by coach home, where I took occasion to tell my wife of my going to sea, who was much troubled at it, and was, with some dispute, at last willing to continue at Mr. Bowyer's in my absence. Then to Whitehall, and so home, and set many of my things in order against my going. My wife was late making of caps for me, and the wench making an end of a pair of stockings that she was knitting of. So to bed. 12th of March, 1660 This day the wench rose at two in the morning to wash, and my wife and I lay talking a great while. I, by reason of my cold, could not tell how to sleep. My wife and I to the exchange, where we bought a great many things, where I left her and went into London. Then to the White Horse in King Street, where I got Mr. Biddle's horse to ride to Huntsmore to Mr. Bowyer's, where I found him and all well, and willing to have my wife come and board with them while I was at sea, which was the business I went about. Here I lay, and took a thing for my cold, namely a spoonful of honey and a nutmeg scraped into it by Mr. Bowyer's direction, and so took it into my mouth, which I found did do me much good. 14th of March, 1660. To my lord, were infinity of applications to him and to me. To my great trouble, my lord gives me all the papers that was given to him to put in order and give him an account of them. Coming home, telling my wife what we had to dinner, she had a mind to some cabbage, and I sent for some, and she had it. Went to the Admiralty, where a strange thing, how I am already courted by the people. This morning, among others that came to me, I hired a boy of Jenkins of Westminster and Burr to be my clerk. This night I went to my Lord's secretary, Mr. Creed's chamber, where he gave me the former book of the proceedings in the fleet and the seal, and so home, and late in the night put up my things in a sea-chest that Mr. Shepley lent me, and so to bed. 15th of March, 1660 Early packing up my things to be sent by cart with the rest of my lords, so to Will's, where I took leave of some of my friends. Here I met Tom Alcock, one that went to school with me at Huntington, but I had not seen him these sixteen years. So into London by water, and in Fish Street my wife and I bought a bit of salmon for eightpence, and went to the Sun Tavern and ate it, where I did promise to give her all that I have in the world but my books, in case I should die at sea.
from thence homewards, in the way my wife bought linen for three smocks and other things. I went to my lord's and spoke with him. From thence to the fox in King Street to supper on a brave turkey of Mr. Hawley's, with some friends of his there, Will Bowyer, etc. After supper I went to Westminster Hall, and the Parliament sat till ten at night, thinking and being expected to dissolve themselves today, but they did not. Great talk tonight that the discontented officers did think this night to make a stir, but prevented. To the fox again, home with my wife, and to bed extraordinarily sleepy. 16th of March, 1660, to Westminster Hall, while I heard how the Parliament had this day dissolved themselves, and it passed very cheerfully through the hall, and the Speaker without his mace. The whole hall was joyful thereat, as well as themselves, and now they begin to talk loud of the King. Tonight I am told that yesterday, about five o'clock in the afternoon, one came with a ladder to the great exchange, and wiped with a brush the inscription that was upon King Charles, and that there was a great bonfire made in the exchange, and people called out, God bless King Charles the Second. From the hall I went home to bed, very sad in mind to part with my wife, but God's will be done. 17th of March, 1660 This morning bade adieu in bed to the company of my wife. We rose, and I gave my wife some money to serve her for a time, and what papers of consequence I had. Then I left her to get ready, and went to my lord's with my boy Eliezer to my lord's lodgings at Mr. Crewe's. Here I had much business with my lord, and papers, great store, given me by my lord to dispose of as of the rest. In the evening at the Admiralty I met my lord there, and got a commission for Williamson to be captain of...